einer neuen Folge von The Canadian Wants to Know. Ein Podcast für Englischlernende in Deutschland, der kraftvolle Geschichten und anregende Fragen nutzt, damit ihr auf unterhaltsame Weise eure Sprachkenntnisse verbessern, vertiefen und festigen könnt. Hier ist euer Host, The Canadian George Robledo. Welcome to the Canadian Wants to Know podcast. On this episode, I'm going to tell you about the one question that has helped me make new friends around the world and how it even helped me meet my wife. My hope is that this question also helps you make new friends. At the beginning of June, I took a trip to Greece. Originally, the plan was to travel with two of my friends, Unfortunately, due to a mistake I made when filling out their information for the Greek government, this is a requirement in times of corona, they were not allowed to fly. It's a lot more complicated than this, but in the end, I had to fly alone. The whole situation was stressful and my friends were upset at me, so I felt guilty about this. When I got to Greece... I didn't really speak to anyone at the hotel the first three days. I was kind of depressed and just kind of like, oh man, what happened? And why did I make this mistake? And yeah, I was just kind of just walking around the beach <laughs> like a, a lonely traveler. But on the fourth day, I said, okay, George, we need to pull ourselves together. So I pulled myself together. This phrase means that you get control over your emotions. And next to the pool at the hotel, I met a guy who was also traveling alone. We started a conversation and we quickly hit it off. To hit it off, this means that when you hit it off with someone, it means to have a friendly interaction with this person the first time that you meet them. At dinner that evening, him and I, we sat down at the table and we continued to talk. A guy at the table next to us, he, he overheard our conversation and he made a comment about something that I said. I said to him, hey, come, join us. And it turned out that he was also alone on holiday. The next morning at breakfast, now I had two new friends and we decided to sit at a table together. And I observed there was another young woman sitting all alone. So I said to her, hey, come join us. And she said, yes. And when she sat down next to us, I, I said to her, okay, what's your story? Why are you here all alone? The final three days of my trip in Kos, the island of Kos, were spent with my new friends. We explored different beaches, we went to restaurants, and we got to know each other. And it was all possible because of these three magic words. What's your story? With this question, I've traveled the world and I've met numerous people. Now let me tell you how I met my wife. I was living in Costa Rica. In a previous podcast episode, I talk about that story, which you can find in the show notes. I was at the university one day and I see a blonde girl walk by. I had the habit of saying hello to every single person I walked by. So I said, hello, what's your name? What's your story? What are you doing here? She explained that she came from Germany and that she was going to be in Costa Rica for one year teaching English at the language school. We chatted for about 10 to 15 minutes and we went our separate ways. Little did I know that four years later, I would be standing in front of her at the altar asking her to spend the rest of my life with her. Imagine if I had simply walked by her and not said anything. 
I wouldn't be living in Germany right now and you wouldn't be listening to this podcast episode. There are three points I want to discuss when it comes to this magical question, right? The, the question is, what's your story? Who are you? Tell me about yourself, right? Like the question is, what's your story? The first point is asking this question will expand your worldview. So your worldview is your perspective, the way you see the world. We tend to surround ourselves with people who look like us, speak like us, have similar interests to us, and even think like us. There's nothing wrong with that, but it does limit our perspective. Before I met Jennifer and my other German friends in Costa Rica, I knew very little about Germany. I had seen Holocaust movies, and I also knew that Germans were good at football. That's it. That's all the knowledge I had about this country. But as I got to know Jennifer better, I discovered new perspectives that have shaped how I think and behave today. I've read lots of books and I've spent countless hours in university lectures, but the best place to learn for me has been in conversation with different people. From Latin American people, from my time in Costa Rica, I've learned about joy and faith from my American friends. From my time when I lived in Texas, I've learned about hospitality and how to have fun. From my African friends, though a lot of these are, are, are Africans that I, I grew up with in Canada, I've learned about family and community. From my French friends, which I'm very lucky because I live on the border with France, so I get to interact with French people on a regular basis, I've learned from them about the importance of standing up for what you believe in. And from my German friends, I've learned about organization and reliability. The only reason I learned all of these lessons and that I was able to expand my worldview and my perspective is because first I said hello and I asked a stranger to tell me their story. Question for you. When you think about your 10 closest friends, how many of them come from a different country? Second point. Asking this question will help you make lifelong friends. I must admit that it's been harder for me to make friends in Germany than in other countries. There are several reasons for this, but one of the reasons is because I've stopped asking this question as often as I did in the past. First, my excuse was that I didn't speak German, then that Germans are more close-minded than other people I've met in my life, and third, that I work too much, so I don't have time. All these excuses are just that. They're only excuses. They're not based on reality. They're not true. right? If I really want to, to make friends, it has nothing to do with people being German or anything else. I, I can definitely do it. And what I've learned, right? this is something that I've learned throughout the years, is that people are people. No matter where you go, there are more things that unite us than separate us. Right? Like it's, it's, it's fun to, to think about the differences between people and cultures. But the truth is that there's so many more things that make us similar than points that are different. So for example, let's talk about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? So we have this word hierarchy. It's not the easiest word to pronounce. I, I can't really pronounce it in German either. 
So extra points to the person who can pronounce the English word, hierarchy of needs. So here we're talking a little bit about psychology. At the bottom of this, of, of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, we have our physiological needs, like food and water. So these are the what we need in order to survive. I don't know a single human being who can survive very long without either food or water. And then we move up the pyramid and we find the need for security, for relationships, for freedom, and finally self-actualization. This last point, self-actualization, it means the desire to become the best version of ourselves. So what does all of this have to do with developing lifelong friendships? I can focus on how difficult it is to make friends in Germany, or I can remember that it's possible to connect with any human on this planet on the fundamental areas of food, security, love, appreciation. This, these, these needs are, are needs that all of us share. So let me give you an example. The most basic question you can ask someone you meet is, what do you like to eat? You can learn a lot about a person by the food they eat. In the area of safety, I can ask someone about their employment situation. And perhaps maybe there are ways where I can support this person to improve their job prospects. At the next level, I can ask about their family and friends and the things they appreciate in relationships. That way I can understand what are the personality traits or characteristics that they appreciate in others and that can help me become a better friend to them. This leads us to esteem, which is about showing people you are interested in what they have to say. This is where the question, what's your story, most applies. By showing someone you care about what they have to say brings you one step closer to developing a new friendship. Why do some of our friendships die or fade? In my personal opinion, it's because we no longer show an interest in that person or in that relationship. So why not ask the question, what's your story more often? Why not take into consideration Maslow's hierarchy of needs and come up with questions that help us understand people better? This will lead us to meaningful and long-lasting relationships with others. Question for you. What is it that you most appreciate in your friendships? The third point I want to talk about is when you ask this question, this will lead to new adventures. I don't know about you, but I like adventures. I want to be an old man with dozens of stories to tell. And for me, the best stories involve other people. At the age of 20, I entered university and I met a group of girls I knew when I was in elementary school. We hadn't seen each other in about nine years. And there was something very special about them. They asked me questions and showed an interest in me. They were very expressive and, and caring people. They taught me so much about how to be a good friend. So I started to be more like them. I started to be interested in others and I went out of my way to say hello to new people. The truth is, these girls changed my life. Before I met them, I was more reserved and I wasn't very open to people. I was 
quite shy. And then after meeting them, I became much more open and interested in others. Because of this decision that I made in this change in my personality, I was able to travel and meet people all around this world and make friends and have great experiences along the way. In my 20s, I remember I got the chance to travel and and I, every time I would go back to Canada, my friends would say, hey, George, how is it that you're able to afford to travel so much? And I would always say to them, I don't have any money. I, I just finished my school. Like, I, I'm a broke student, but I have friends. And that makes me a very rich person. So let's do a quick recap here. The first point was, When you ask a question, what's your story? What's your name? Who are you? Tell me about yourself. Like when you ask this question, it helps you expand your worldview. One of the best things that ever happened to me was moving to Germany. I've met several people who've made a huge impact on my life here. People who are completely different to me in personality and worldview, but who have taught me so much. I am a better person today because of my interactions with German people. I love it. I, I, and, I, and I notice the difference when I go back to Canada. I notice that I don't do things exactly like I did six years ago. And I don't think exactly in the same way. I'm, and I like this. I like this a lot. The second point was, when you ask this question, it helps you develop lifelong friends. And the perfect examples example of this is my wife. I showed an interest in this in this uh, blonde girl that I just saw walking by me at the university. And because of that decision, because I said hello, I'm here in Germany today and I'm married to, in my opinion, the most beautiful woman in the world. And no one can convince me that I'm that it's not true. And the third point was by asking this question, It'll lead you to have adventures in the world. I traveled around Germany visiting my students in the last, the last few weekends. And I decided to say hello to each person sitting next to me on the train or the bus. On my way to Munich, I met a Chinese man studying at the university in Karlsruhe. He showed me pictures of China and all the different places he's visited in Europe. We talked about meeting up again in the near future. It was a really, really nice three hours that we spent together. On my way back from Lake Constance two weekends ago, I sat next to a young man from Morocco. He's a doctor who recently uh, moved to Freiburg in order to improve his German so that he could get a job as a doctor. And he got a job now in Stuttgart. And he was able to tell me lots and, uh, of different things about his life, his education, and his dreams and his goals here in this country. It was a really, really great time that we had. And we even met up last week in, in Freiburg. We had uh, went, got, grabbed a drink, and now I have a new friend. The next time I'm in Stuttgart, I'm definitely going to go and visit Omar. I've had a crazy and strange life, and that's exactly how I wanted to continue. I know those two words, crazy, strange, 
Many Germans run away from that. They don't want that in their lives. But if there's only one thing that you remember from this podcast, I would like you to remember that making friends can be one of the most meaningful things you'll ever do in your life. I'm interested to get your answers to the following question. Tell me, how did you meet your best friend? I'd like to hear your stories and uh, your feedback on these experiences that you've had with the most important people in your life. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and share it with your friends. I published an online course to help Germans correct their most common mistakes in English. You can click on the link in the show notes for more information. That's it for this episode. Also, bis nächstes Mal. Tschüss.